Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Being able to have honest and vulnerable conversations with friends and loved ones is so important for any relationship. And I had the opportunity to speak on this subject and much, much more with Ruben Hardern, who is the former co-host of On Your Mental Podcast in this episode of the yeah, Esports yeah, Talk. Yeah. Hold up. Wait until the whole team show up. Welcome back into Iggy Sports Talk. I am your host, Jake Nizuski, or Iggy for short. I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If this is your first time listening or watching Iggy Sports Talk, in each and every single episode, I try to look at the deeper aspects of sports and life. And in this episode, we're going to be focusing on the life aspect. Because I had the opportunity to speak with former co-host of the On Your Mental podcast, Ruben Hardern. And we essentially spoke about the importance of being able to have friends around you or loved ones around you where you're able to have vulnerable and honest conversations with them and the on your mental podcast recently ended but it was one of my favorite podcasts to listen to to help me gain different perspectives on different deeper subjects and it was essentially a podcast where two friends Rumi was one of those friends uh and they essentially had deep and honest conversations and it was sort of out of the norm of what normal conversations between two guys are of you know outside of you know sports girls whatever what's going on in your life it's great to have those people that you're able to have those conversations with but it's also great to have people around you where you're able to have some of those honest vulnerable conversations if you're maybe going through something and it's also great to not have fear around judgment that those people might have on those struggles that you're going through and that are open uh, to hearing about some of those deeper aspects of your life. Because I feel so many times as men, I think it's so important, you know, when I'm releasing this episode, you know, a, a day or so after men's mental health month, as men, it's easy for us to keep things bottled in. It's easy for us to feel like we can't express our feelings, that we're looked at as weak um, or non-masculine if we speak about our feelings. And so it was really interesting to speak upon this subject with Ruben and you know, how he's been able to find spaces uh, in his own friend group to be able to have some of these deep conversations and also ways to not allow that assumption to get in your mind of what people might think or assuming uh, that somebody might judge you and different things like that. But we speak about much more subjects other than you know just friends as well. We also speak about self-reflection and much, much more. Before we get in my episode with Ruben, I just want to take a second to talk to you about today's sponsor, which is Versus Game, which is an opportunity for you to make money off of your knowledge with questions that are 1v1 and you get paid if you are right. As a player, you can play for free or you can choose to play with real money by purchasing ticket bundles and going up against players that choose the opposite answer as you. I'm actually going to be coming up with a few questions that you can interact with over the next few weeks. But this week's question is, who do you feel most comfortable speaking about the deeper aspects of life with? Your friends or your parents? Let me know by visiting jakeiggy.onverses.com. Now, only vote if you feel comfortable voting. But for me, I would say that I feel more comfortable um actually speaking with my parents uh, about some of the deeper things. Now, you know, obviously, I bet you might feel the same way. It, it varies on different aspects or some things that like I rather speak to about deeper aspects of life with with friends about. Uh, but with my parents, I feel like at my age of you know 24, almost 25, um, we, we have enough mature conversations that, that I'm okay, you know, speaking on the deeper aspects of life with them. But curious to hear your thoughts. And, and I hope that you are able to have some of those deeper conversations with 
either your friends or your parents. But make sure to visit www.versusgame.com on the mobile web, and we'll be talking about the result of this question in the next episode. I'm also going to be introducing a new question in the next episode. And also, I'm going to be replying to comments. So also, when you vote, make sure to comment why you answered the way you did. And I'll be making sure to reply to those. And I'm excited to hear what you say. But without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Ruben. All right. I am here with the former co-host of On Your Mental, Ruben Ardern. And it's tough probably for you hearing former, but for people who haven't heard On Your Mental, uh, it's a podcast that I've listened to over the last few years. And, you know, Ruben and his friend Kabir sort of have deep and intimate conversations and, you know, also bring on their friends and, and really try and touch on things that you don't normally talk about in a friend setting. And one of the biggest reasons I want to have you on, Ruben, is because... I started doing the same thing with my friends on this podcast because I saw you guys doing it. And it was something where I would have those deep conversations in private, but I feel like the promotion of having those sort of non-surface level conversations is so important for people to sort of understand that that's something that you can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah. At first it is, it is a little weird hearing former co-host. Absolutely. A little bit weird. Uh, we of course like just ended our podcast. It would have been just last week now. Um, so a week ago today and yeah, it's a very important thing I think to have these conversations and in our podcast lifespan, the two and a half years, uh, we were able to kind of summarize it or Kabir was able to summarize it and his impact, um, that he felt from being on the podcast, he summarized it in a way where he's like, he just showed up. Right. That's how he described it was he he was just there. Mm-hmm. And to the point of the importance of having these conversations and encouraging deeper conversations with the people you care about. I think that that applies to that, uh, I guess, ideology is just do it, you know, do it. And even though it might be awkward at first, as it was for my co-host Kabir to, to come on the podcast and share about himself. Over time, it became so much more easy and natural to do and I think that the same can be said about having those deeper conversations especially for people who are maybe feeling like that's missing in their friend group or they're wondering like how do I do that you know I think it's just as simple as being the one to take some initiative and just say what's going on in your life even if nobody else shares anything about it eventually they will right the more times you do it and I think just the way Kabir said that has stuck with me since our last conversation on our podcast, uh, which is just show up to things, just show up and be present. And then those things feel more normal. Right. Well, I, th- I think just that phrase of, you know, I know, I know for Kabir, just the showing up aspect was for the podcast, but I think just as a friend showing up is really important mm-hmm. as well. And I think, you know, for myself, I bet you probably have the same sort of uh, mindset when going about those conversations. You have certain people that you have a little bit of a deeper connection with and some that maybe you don't. And you know, also know some subjects will resonate with people, some people more and some might not. And so I, I think being able to you know, understand that in your mind with those specific friends is a good thing. And, but also not knowing or judging from the surface that those people might not be able to, you know, you know, take take a layer off and be able to show mm-hmm. you that because I think there's times where we judge from the outside from our past experiences that maybe somebody somebody might not open up, but they're just 
waiting for somebody to ask so they can. Yes. Yeah. You make such a good point, man. It's like, it's easier said than done to, to be like, oh, just do it. Right. Your, your past might tell you that that doesn't work. Right. When it's been met with a, a less than optimal response, you know, people aren't opening up to you the, the way that you would have hoped that they would maybe. Um, or like you say, like you haven't been invited to do so. Right. And that might be the reason why you don't as well. Maybe you're the person who needs that bit of a pull. Um, yeah. Good point. Good point for sure. <laughs> and I, I think too, like with those types of conversations as, as men, it's, it's a little bit less prevalent for that to happen. Mm. And there's a lot more judgment around that. Uh, and that you're soft for speaking about, you know, you're struggling. And now mm-hmm. it's a lot more of, of a subject than it was, you know, five, 10 some odd years ago. But I even know for myself, uh, throughout college, I, I was very closed off. I, I graduated, you know, two years or so, but it was cool during my senior year. I'll never forget. I, I, these roommates who spoke up a little bit about it, but once I started really diving into mental health and wanting to speak more about it and really sharing more of my vulnerability, I saw those friends start to come to me and, and speak to mm-hmm. me more about that. And so it kind of connects with what we talked about before, but I think just being able to give people an outlet to be able to talk mm-hmm. about that stuff, especially as men, because some people are just waiting for you to allow them to open up because it doesn't matter, you know, what happened throughout their adolescence, you know, maybe mm-hmm. if they opened up around their parents, maybe, maybe it wasn't as represented as, as they would have liked. But I think as, as friends, it's nice to have the friends that you can talk about sports with, go to the bar, you know, just talk about, you know, stuff with yeah. girls, but also it's, it's great to have those people who truly care about you and, and you, the person, not just your presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that men, especially, right. Like we, for the most part, right. It's a, this is a, a generalization, but, but a lot of men are taught to just keep things to ourselves. Cause for the most part we can handle it. Right. At least that's what we tell ourselves for the most part we can handle it. And I think a, a lot of us can ag- agree that a big problem is something that we'll be willing to let off of our chest at some point. Like it becomes a big enough problem where we're willing to let it off. Uh, I think there's a lot of value in like letting off the small things, like, like getting that stuff off your chest, because those are the things that kind of chip away at that vulnerability and allow you to, I guess, embrace it a little bit more. Even something as simple as like right now, something that I'm dealing with is like, I fell off of the gym for the last two weeks. I got sick and I've been feeling like shit from that. And so I would talk to Kabir, who's my, one of my closest friends and old co-host of the podcast, tell him about that. Right. And let him know that's going on. But even that just like, it gives you a a small glimpse. It's not a major thing at all. Who cares? I could go to the gym tomorrow. You know, I could go today if I wanted to. Um, But it gives you a glimpse into what's going on and what's on my mind. Right. And that's the whole thing is that you, you need to know what someone else is going through in order to feel like you can connect to them a little bit more. Otherwise it is just that wall that, and you and you only get the surface level stuff, right? I mean, talking about sports and talking about girls is great, but there's got to be more to it, right? Like it, it's there's like different kinds of friendships that you're gonna have, and those are just friendships that are kind of. It's not. There's nothing wrong with it. This is the thing. Is like I hate that as I'm saying this, like I sound like I'm saying there's something wrong with that kind of friendship. There's not, right? You need friends like that too. You need friends that like you're there just to relax with. Like you're not there to talk about your problems. That's very important. Um, but you need to have people in your life that you can talk about other things, right? Things that are more real, uh, things that you're thinking about and that in turn 
affect the other things going on in your life, right? right. Those small things kind of add up and it, it creates a, a real reality. But yeah, to, to your point earlier of like creating a space for that, that's kind of what we hoped to do with our podcast. And I think that we did with our podcast, whether that be with our our friends that had come on, right? They all had a chance and a space to feel invited to talk about the things that go on in their lives. And I loved having a chance to do that with my friends. And I think for all the guests that we brought on to people that we didn't know, it kind of gave them a space to come and say something, right? And mm-hmm. some may open up more than others. In our last episode with uh, my mom who came on, which was great to have her as the final guest on the podcast, um, she had asked us a question, which has, again, stuck with me. A couple of things from our last episode stuck with me, but she asked that if we feel in our conversations that we have with people and with other young men, like, are we opening up more past just saying like, Oh, I'm stressed or I've been having a tough time. Are we really giving the details? I think that's definitely where there is some opportunity as a culture and society, especially us in the the Western world where this is becoming more normal, right? Like, as you were saying with your, your roommates in college, like, like it became more normal but how deep is it going on a day to day? Right. I think there's, there's definitely a lot of opportunity to say more than, Oh, I'm just stressed or I've got a lot on my plate right now. Like it's good to acknowledge those things, but it'll be cool to see over the years, like how much deeper people do get with each other and how normal it is to really say like what, what you got going on, you know? Um, I think there's still lots of work to be done and having a platform like what you do here with your sports talk podcast, it's cool. Um, I think it contributes to it in the right way. You know, like you bring a voice to these kinds of things. So, yeah, yeah I, I try to not only do it with sports, but just regular societal issues. You mm-hmm. know, I, I feel like that's one thing that you know, I, I named it Iggy Sports Talk three years ago when I started it, like my junior mm-hmm. year. And then I sort of just detached from the label of it and just tried to make it what I wanted and how I wanted to utilize my voice. And I feel like, too, you know, with with, with what you said of how, you know, it's it's helped you evolve those conversations and those relationships I think especially being able to have those people who have had experiences with you in the past and are able to take something or perspective from your past that you hadn't thought about and apply it to mm-hmm. something maybe you're struggling with. You you don't even know how it could revolutionize, like how you feel on that. And I yeah. think what, what you brought up with what you spoke about with Kabir about, you know, the gym is, is a great example of it because you know, he could point out a positive to you on how you focus more on your self-care in other ways or or mm-hmm. a different perspective of that. Cause I know it's super easy to overthink and put pressure on yourself, but that's sort of what, you know, those friends relationships and conversations are for to be able to mm-hmm. give you a different lens in a different way to look at things from things that you may not have even known or had a perspective or a viewpoint on. Mm-hmm. And then to place it in the context, like a new perspective obviously is important. It should always be welcome to get more perspectives, but to place it in a context intentionally of like mental health, mm-hmm. right? And like to, to be in this space where we were talking about things that we're thinking about and things that are on our minds, on our mental, right? Um, to then welcome new perspectives into that is really important, right? Because that's when you you get the, the gears turning on stuff that really matters and that, as we've said, will impact every other facet of your life right if you only navigate through life with one perspective you're very unlikely to waver off of the path that you're on right and if that path is shit you're stuck there 
Yep. You have nowhere else to go because that's the only perspective you've got. And sometimes all it takes is someone else saying that they see something a little differently um, or share their own experience of what they've been through. And then you take a piece of that into your life and boom, now you're changing the way that you go about yours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think it was like, it's, it's cool to have that space, man. It's really, really cool to have that space. And it's good for, for friends to try and create that. And it's funny in doing the podcast, like we had, of course, over our two and a half years of doing it, we had people reach out and like talk about things going on. And I remember at some point someone saying how uh, they were trying to get these kinds of conversations going with their friends and they were trying to get their friends to kind of open up and they weren't really sure how to do it. And um, It can be tricky. Right. And I don't think that there's like a one, one way fits all or one way fits all kind of approach. Right. I think that you got to find what works for you. And some people take a bit more, I think work to get to open up, you know, like if you're comfortable doing it to get all your friends on board takes a lot of time. Uh, my friends who came on the podcast over time, no way were they all as open as, as they were today versus eight years ago, you know, like when we were in high school together, you know, it's uh, it, it takes time, it takes time to kind of chip away at that. Right. I, I think it comes with maturity and also people's experiences mm-hmm. too. And you, and you can't judge people upon that either. And mm-hmm. I, I, wouldn't be surprised if th- throughout this conversation so far, there might be people thinking of sort of like the question that you just said about w- how do I start? How, how do I do that with my friend mm-hmm. group? And I, I think it could be something as easy of, you know, there's always the immediate question of how are you doing, but really mm-hmm. emphasizing that you know, how are you, how are you really doing? Mm-hmm. And don't sugarcoat it for me. Like it's me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and if you're close enough with the person, maybe they're comfortable enough to, you know, let you know what's going on. But I, I think, you know, just giving people that outlet is, is really mm-hmm. important because maybe they've never done it before. Maybe they don't even know how to start themselves on how to open up. And I I feel like, you know, one thing that you guys did a really good job of, you know, throughout the two years was, you know, giving space and time for reflection. And that's one thing mm-hmm. I think with friends is so vital. You know, we spoke about friends giving you a different perspective. But one thing I try to do with my friends is say, remember where you were a year ago and where you Mm -hmm. are right now? Because you don't think about that often. But being able to try and do that for people without them even thinking about it, or even if you just see a difference in somebody and trying to point that out, it could revolutionize how they think about themselves, how they think about Mm -hmm. a certain situation. And I, I think that is one thing where you could start off with is trying to ease people into maybe that deeper thinking mm-hmm. yeah and it's i guess it, it, it's it, it feels like it's a hard thing to do um i think that the question like just to to start that conversation of like how are you doing and really emphasizing the you that's a good way to good way to kick it off it's a great way to kick it off and i think one of the easiest like uh indicators of whether or not what they're saying is like surface level is if the first thing that they talk about is work, like maybe, maybe get a little deeper than that, you know, like keep, keep asking and, and like keep chipping away and um, yeah, try and get past that, that surface level. Right. But yeah, you're totally right on. I think that you just need to create the space and I can say like firsthand that that's what we saw and uh, you need to create the space for those conversations. But reflection is interesting. I've never done that. I've never said, like, think about where you were a year ago. That sounds really interesting. And when I'm thinking about that now, like, if I were to say that to any one of the people that came on my podcast, any one of my friends that came on my podcast and said, like, hey, like, 
think about where you were before you came on. So like two years ago when this didn't exist, think about how you were and how you were about opening up and talking about these kinds of things. Um, think about where you are today. Like I'm thinking of specific examples and they, like their names are out on the podcast. So I don't care about saying their names. Um, my buddy, AJ, he was, uh, when I think about him in, in high school, he was quite quiet. Really kept to himself and um, didn't talk a lot about, like, and maybe it was just in the circle and the environment. Like he would talk if he was like needing to speak, but he didn't speak unnecessarily. And now he's a really thoughtful person. It's funny, like whenever we're hanging out with friends, like he'll be the one to like when you when you wait and everybody's like inputting on like one issue that one person's talking about, right? As soon as AJ starts talking, everybody starts listening. You know, it's like very clear that like, oh, like I, I want to hear what he has to say, you know. And so it's cool to see that, that he's grown in that way. Um, Kabir especially, and he knows and he said it, right? Like he's he's grown quite a bit over the couple of years where we did the podcast and he has reflected on it a number of times and sees the the importance in it. And it's funny, like he's such a for anybody who's listening to your podcast right now, like they don't necessarily know what Kabir looks like, who he is, or anything like that. Like he's a fucking man's man. Am I allowed to swear on here? Am I allowed to say? Oh okay. yeah, you're straight. Okay. okay. <laughs> um he's like he's six foot four, like two hundred something pounds. Like he's a, like an athlete. And so like you see this guy and you think like, oh this guy's tough, right? And he, he was like that, you know, pre-podcast, he was like that. Like, he didn't talk much. He didn't say shit about what he was feeling. But he's opened up so much over the two years, and he's talked about it, too. And it's like it it allows him to have a better understanding of who he is and what he's going through. And he's talked about that, right? It, it's, it's so important. But I think reflection is something that I feel like I could do a bit more of. Like, I once in a while, like if it's, if someone asks me, you know, like if someone asked me, then I think about it. Right. So to your point too, of like someone giving me the space, even um, when someone asks me like how I, how I see myself having changed, which I think has only happened like once or something like that, but it made me think, you know, and um, I definitely see changes in myself too, that are so positive uh, from before I started the podcast to now. Um, yeah. It's important to reflect. It's important to reflect. You get a, Otherwise, like, how do you know where you're going? Right. You know, you can't have any sense of progress if you have no idea where you're coming from and where you were before. Otherwise, you, you just are. And that's okay, too. Right. Right. But being able to reflect. be proud of yourself, too, I, I think, mm -hmm. you know, that's so powerful. And one thing that, you know, I um I need to do a little bit better reflecting myself. You know, I I. Some, sometimes I say things on the podcast or I say th things in videos and then, you know, I look in the mirror and I'm like, well, why aren't you doing it for yourself? And I mm -hmm. think, you know, a lot of people could probably resonate with that. But uh, one thing that I did a few years back uh, was I was in a really low point. I, I took a video of myself speaking to my future self and mm -hmm. uh, looking, looking back at that, um, you know, two years removed, um, anytime, anytime I watch and just like talking about it, I get a little bit choked up. Um, mm. just because you really get to see the growth. And mm -hmm. I feel like too, I remember seeing this in, in the Jonah Hill uh, documentary on, on Netflix. It, yeah, it was, I, think, I believe it was the day after his brother unfortunately passed away and uh, you know somebody took a picture of him. He's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. But you saw in that documentary, the impact that that specific picture had on him because I think he hadn't looked at it in four years. You just mm -hmm. see the emotion from him. And obviously like, 
it's tough in some of those moments to really try and take a screenshot on where you at on where you're at. Mm-hmm. But I think that is just a great way, whether it's, you know, taking a video, a picture, journaling, whatever, to really be able to take a timestamp in that moment in time and then look at that in the future and then just look at how much you've grown and improved throughout that time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny, like you saying all this stuff and it's interesting, like the, your approach, like your specific example of you taking a video for your future self, like that's all on you and like shit, man, props to you for like even thinking to do that. When you shared the example with Jonah Hill and in, in the Stutz documentary, and he's got that big cardboard cutout, right. And um, it's that photo of him. Uh, that took someone else having the foresight to look at them and say that like you're going to look back at this at some point and and think about where you were then versus where you are now right and um i just find that that's kind of funny that that perfectly in illustrates in that example that it takes more than just you sometimes mm. right uh, i think it's really cool that you were able to to think of doing something like that but i think a lot of the time it takes more uh, it takes someone else, as you've said multiple times in our conversation today, to give you the invitation to to speak and to reflect or to open up uh, whatever it is. Because if you're not comfortable taking that step yourself, or if you don't know to take that step yourself, then you never will, right? So it makes sense. <laughs> one one thing to go off of that, that I think this segues perfectly is, um, I didn't know that you were an only child. I'm an only child oh, as well. Yeah. And so yeah, I think hey. that... <laughs> is a small component that you know some people don't usually think about is i remember going in my backyard and playing wiffle ball by myself i remember Mm -hmm. playing in a pool by myself and just making Mm -hmm. games all alone but you know i i I was the only one who could outside of my mom that could that could really be able to keep me company and you know help me do things outside of friends and so yeah i feel like for for kids who are only childs who have sort of that experience of being alone, but also that wanting for somebody else to be there to help them move along with life. Cause yeah, you know, th- some kids have, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, who have other friends or, or are a little bit older, whatever. But I think mm-hmm. that perspective, you know, re- really, really is able to help, you know, people like you and I, who are only childs to, I guess, want to get out of their comfort zone and, and be alone. And, I guess this also points to the importance of finding out how to feel comfortable and okay being alone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of funny. Maybe we do have like a little bit of practice with it, you know, like we, we went our whole lives doing that. Um, sort of like, I want to ask you a question for a second, just cause now you, you speaking about that made me think about this. Uh, you mentioned that like growing up as an only child, you know, like you remember all these things um, on your own, but you said that like, unless your mom was there, uh, do you have a like a father in the picture at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have a father in the picture, but um, it it was just all it was just always a situation where you know sometimes him and I would go out and you know do baseball stuff and everything like that, but it was it was either one parent or the other, um, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. interesting because um, the word alone has has been something that you know I've I've been tackling with over the last two years or so since I graduated college and I've been trying to help mm-hmm. some of my other friends who just recently graduated as well go through it of you know when you are so conditioned about being around other people how do you mm-hmm. take care of yourself and how yeah. do you 
not get in your own head, you know, with all the thoughts that come up and mm. compare yourself to others who maybe have more people around them than you do. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, trying to feel more comfortable day in and day out, you know, being by myself. Yeah. Um, I feel that. <laughs> uh, get a journal. <laughs> yeah. Uh my it's funny like when i started the podcast i had a roommate and like i i've never really been alone at home uh, because i'd like i live with my mom and then i moved out and i had a roommate and like i i was lucky in the sense that i had a really um close relationship with my mom and felt like i could talk to her about anything i mean like case in point i brought on my fucking podcast you know um but then when I had my roommate here, like I would talk to him about things when stuff got like maybe a little tougher to the point where I couldn't like handle it myself, you know, typical guy kind of approach to, to talking about something. Um, but I, I've learned that not everything is something that I feel like I can share. And I found for myself journaling to be super helpful. Um, I don't do it as often right now, but to talk about reflection for a second, I, I feel like I'm in a much better place than I was when I did feel the need to journal, you know, mm -hmm. um, I started journaling out of kind of necessity with the job that I was at. And that job was just like, it, it sucked for me internally. Like it was like taking the life force out of me to, to work at this job. Um, and it wasn't anything fancy. Like it was like a, a retail job, you know, it was nothing special, uh, but it sucked. There was, it's a weird architecture there and the, the, or hierarchy and the structure was weird. The demands were high, the rewards were low mm -hmm. and that can wipe the shit out of you. Um, but from there I started counseling uh, and that was my kind of first glimpse into like knowing that I can't do something on my own um, or that it's better or easier done with other people. Not that I couldn't have done it, but like, God, I loved being able to access counseling. And I know that like that comes from a place of privilege too. And like, the fact that my employer had an employee assistance program that was able to pay for my counseling, sweet, you know? Um, but they talked to me about different options and different avenues of being able to help sort of clear the mind or at least get a better grasp and like understanding of what it is that you're thinking about and, and why it's weighing on you as much as it is. And journaling was one of those things. And what I've found with journaling and what I've kind of like honed in on as the reason why I think it's so effective is because you can't think of anything else while you're writing. Your brain just can't. It's now focused on writing out the words that you're writing. And so as you continue to go and the next thought comes in, just keep writing out that thought. It's impossible for your mind to wander when you're doing that. And that's what my, I guess, mental health struggle would be is that I'm a crazy overthinker. I think of every possible yeah. possibility that something could go without ever having taken the first step into seeing what that possibility will be. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've thought of all the possible ways something is going to end up going as, uh, and what journaling will do is like, if I've been ruminating on the same thing that is causing me whatever discomfort, stress, anxiety, whatever you want to call it at the moment, when I start journaling about it, it puts it out in front of you. Right. And I think I remember in, in one of our podcast episodes is like I described it as you take this thing that is weighing on your shoulders and you've lifted it off and put it on the page in front of you. And that is to me just the easiest way to to stop overthinking. 
because you just can't do it. It's impossible to overthink right. when you're writing something. So I found that to be really helpful. And on the topic of like dealing with things on your own, mm-hmm. if you're not in a place where you feel like you have people you can go to yet, right? I mean, yes, we've talked about in the conversation so far how beneficial it is to be open with people that you feel like you can be open with. But that takes time. That takes progress. Um, it takes a lot of effort. What doesn't take much effort is pulling out a notepad and writing shit down, right? Or just writing in your phone too. But I think there's something to be said about having an actual pen and paper, right? I think it's a lot more effective. Yeah, the the writing thing, it, it's way more effective. And there, there's a scientific thing to where like your your fingers mm-hmm. connected to your brain. I don't yep. I'm not a scientist to talk about sports. So, <laughs> um, but it's I, 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 I think in... Uh, Stop me if, if you're already doing this. But one thing I I started doing, because I, I just restarted therapy three weeks ago. Mm. And what I've started doing um, compared to what I used to do with therapy is I would write down a list of a few things of that I want to talk about pre-appointment. And then at, at the end of the appointment, I would reflect on what we spoke about and what I took out of it. Because one thing that I always noticed about myself is, yeah, I would walk out of the door of therapy and feel super uplifted. But then an hour later, everything would you know come out of my brain. I'd like sort of forget about it. And sure. I think being able to you know really get something out of it, uh, I, I think is is so important because you're not only you know sometimes spending a lot of money to be able to do it, but you're trying to work on yourself. And you know I think as well what what we've spoken about you know with being alone, you know with with you know journaling that is a part of self-care. And that's one thing that I have really tried to really emphasize, not only with, you know, just my overall life with this podcast, whatever it is, because I know we've spoken about this on the side before about, you know, mm-hmm. not putting so much pressure on yourself to put out a, a episode every single week yeah. and you know, having <laughs> yeah. it hurt your mental health or, you know, your self-care. But I think being able to really take some time each and every single week or each and every single day really just make it your time and not look at it as oh i'm a being alone right now you know i i'd have a lot more fun out the bar with my friends right now but one thing that has really helped me is each day I, i've really tried to go on some sort of hike or nature walk mm. or any reminder that i can have looking at the trees you know swifting in the wind looking up at the clouds just going or just looking at water to remind me nothing matters you're on a spinning yes, rock in, in space. The best way. Yeah. Everything that you're worrying about right now doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Just try and take each and every second that we have on this journey in and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And one of our guests that had come on our show, uh, Tim Butler, had talked about a thing that he does at the end of each day is he will write down and reflect on three things that were like highlights of the day things that made him happy and to consider that as like a daily reflection is um, is pretty cool and it's clear how much it benefited him it's not something that I've adopted in my life but I to go back for a second to like uh, your new approach to therapy I think that that's great and that's absolutely something I did with my counseling sessions when I was still doing them is I would prepare the stuff that I wanted to talk about I'd write it down and as we were having conversations I would continue to take notes um, all of my counseling sessions were over the phone. Not once did I meet my counselor in person. And so I think that gave me a bit more freedom. I was always like pacing around the room while I'm on the phone, right? And, like standing out of the deck of like, just like checking out the world, but like speaking and writing as we go. But imagine, and everybody has done this. You take a test in school, 
right? You take a test in school and you leave. And as soon as you're done the test, you forgot half the shit that you just wrote about, right? Mm -hmm. That happened to me all the time in school. But imagine if you take your test, you finish it, and you just get to walk out with that completed paper. Now you get to look back and think about it and actually process what it is. It's the same thing as what you're doing with the therapy and what I was doing with counseling and what anyone can do with reflecting on their experiences. The reflection is so important because that's what lets it solidify, right? And lets it become knowledge or understanding of yourself rather than just a passing memory you know, or a passing experience, right? If it's just something that happened, but you didn't think about what that meant to you, like it doesn't do you all that much good. It's just something that happened, but you can learn from things when you reflect on them. I think that's the, that, that sounds to me like what you're pointing out, which I think is very important, you know? So, you know, going off of like the importance of reflection, you know, one thing that I, I really like, you know, thinking about is, you know, what, what advice would I give to my younger self or, or what have I learned through, you know, different experiences, you know, depending on, uh, you know, how, how things have been going recently or, you know, in the past or how I've grown, but, you know, for you, you know, I, I know through your last episode, you really spoke about how opening up really helped not only your relationship with your mom, your friends, but just more of who you wanted to become. Mm -hmm. But what were some of the biggest lessons that you really took away from, the podcast and how has how has it really helped you become the person that you want to become ultimately mm -hmm. great question um i think the number one thing that i've taken away over the last couple of years and it's like presented itself at different points and it's made me think and that's why i'm sure that this is it uh is for me to not see things as conflict to not see um conversation is conflict or bringing up something that's difficult is conflict or bringing up something that makes you uncomfortable is conflict. Uh, those conversations that I would avoid because I, again, was an overthinker and I still am an overthinker. It's not something that just goes away, but I would think up the worst possible outcomes. And I would think that things could not possibly go in a way that I was going to be happy with. Um, or that it would go in a way that was going to really upset somebody else. And it has taken me a long time to get to a place where I'm more comfortable leaning into things that in the past I would see as like, oh, this is going to piss them off if I bring this up, or this is too touchy a subject, or this is going to paint me like an asshole if I bring something up. And I wouldn't want to have certain conversations about things. Um that's been, I think, the most important thing. And I can think of that in terms of even uh, something as simple as asking somebody a question. Um, even like when I asked you earlier, like a moment, like I hesitated about wanting to ask, like, oh, was there a father in the picture for you? Like asking something like that, someone might see that as like rude to even ask, you know, but I'm happy that I asked because now I know. And now I like, I have like a better sense. Like, okay, like there wasn't just somebody missing there. There was, it was just a, a back and forth kind of like being helped by one versus the other parent, you know, and um, gives a bit more context to a situation. I think that uh, another example of it would be like, if somebody has, has lost somebody, um, it's not confrontational to ask them about that person and like be direct about it and like ask them like what their relationship was like with them like what did they mean to you like all this kind of stuff like that's good and like the people who have lost somebody like they're all they're thinking about is that person mm -hmm. so if you ask them about that person they're going to talk about that person for right. god's sake um 
but it definitely applied to my personal life. And I think that, um, like without going into detail, like there was stuff that I just wasn't prepared to, to talk about, um, with my, my past partner, um, who I had seen for like just a couple of years. Um, and then we had split up for a period of time, tried to get back together a couple of times. And, uh, like, I just, w I kept holding on to this thing that was like, I, I couldn't bring it up. I couldn't talk about it. Um, and it, and it like prevented me from wanting to proceed with the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, oddly enough, like through the podcast, things have gotten to a place where, again, I feel like I'm more comfortable talking about things. And I try not to see things as conflict, uh, but even while apart, eventually we revisited and I eventually said all the things that I like previously was holding on to and wouldn't say. And right. to me, I felt like we're preventing me from being able to have a relationship with this person. Um, told her everything and she was super understanding about it. And like now we're, we've been together since October again. And like, it's great. And it feels like a completely different relationship from where we were before. And it's, um, awesome. it's beautiful, man. And it's like, that lesson has been so pivotal to me. And it's like, if I could like answer that question of like, what advice would you give to like a younger self? Right. Um, I would tell myself not to be afraid of conversations that I think might be confrontational because 99% of the time they're not, they just aren't. It's just a conversation. Right. And I think it's that simple when you boil it down, you're just talking to somebody and someone else's reaction to what you say is going to be their reaction, regardless of what you think it's going to be, because you have no idea. When I went in to revisit this conversation um, with my now partner um, and tell them all the things that I had not been saying before, uh, I assumed the worst. You know, again, I was doing it. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm at least I've made it to the point where I'm saying it, but I'm still assuming the worst possible outcome. Um, and it wasn't, it was the best. Right. So it, it's like, don't make assumptions right i guess that's like a way of saying the lesson too but for me it was all about conversation i i saw a lot of difficult conversations as conflict when they're not i i felt that one because that's something that i need to work on too uh mm. and that fear of how the person is going to react the preconceived notion that you've already made up in your mind. You've already played it through millions of times yeah. on how it's going to go, what they're going to say, but you can only control how you show up. And mm -hmm. if it does turn into a conflict, it all happened for a reason. You know, mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. and a lot of times those conflicts come up due to miscommunication or non-communication. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. key, especially, especially in, in a romantic relationship that communication is key. To, so then you guys mm -hmm. are on the same page and there isn't sort of that guessing game of, you know, what is yeah, this other person yeah. thinking? And I think, you know, that the word assumption that you brought up, this is something and just came back into my mind from our conversation earlier was not always assuming that, you know, what is happening in somebody else's life, mm -hmm. whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's internal, because mm -hmm even those people who don't open up or don't speak about their feelings, I think it's really easy for you to think, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe they're just speaking to me passive aggressively because like, you know, assuming what the reason is when you don't actually know instead of yeah, just no saying, idea. Yeah. Are you okay, man? 
yeah. or or girl, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the assumptions are what like bar you from being able to to get any deeper with anyone or with yourself, right? When like to take my my own example there, like assuming that something was gonna go one way and that it was going to be the worst possible outcome if i just believe that assumption because assumption and belief are two very different things right if i believe that assumption and just didn't go ahead with the conversation i wouldn't be where i am now a few months later from that right and i'm very happy that i did and i feel lucky that i did and all this shit um but the the assumption part right like if you start to buy into it too much and that becomes your reality then that that is what it is right now you're working within those parameters versus the actual reality which would have just been you know in your example of asking this person like are you good you know when they're when they're having maybe a rough day you know you really never know you really never know and all it takes is asking right that's i guess the the simplest way of boiling down kind of our whole conversation here today and like what the what my podcast had, had stood for and uh, it still exists, so I can say it still stands for it. Um, is just having conversations is all that you really need to do, and just being okay to to welcome whatever perspective comes your way. Uh, the most important thing is, as you say, just showing up and and controlling how you show up. Right? That's that's all that is within your control, and everything else is a mystery or an assumption until it's happened. Right? So have the conversation see where it goes and and see how you are after that i think too you know be careful who you surround yourself with mm. you know i think it's very easy to stay attached to the people that we grew up in the same town with that we went to college with who mm-hmm. our parents friends are family friends are <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah but i i think too being able to you know we spoke about having people around us who are able to lift us up but i think being careful who you really let in and who you allow your your energy to because that's one mm. thing that i've really tried to focus on recently is who are the people that are going to make me feel most alive who are the people that are going to make me feel my most authentic self mm. who are the people that are going to make me take a step back and forget about everything else that's going on around my life and i'm just focused in on our time together and I think mm. that is sometimes so overlooked because you sometimes are able to, you know, get notoriety from other people. You're able to, somebody knows somebody else, whatever, you know, th- there's mm-hmm. always a reason for why you have a relationship with somebody. But I think having a focus on that specific idea of friendship or relationships is so vital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, that's in a way like reflection too, right. And thinking about, you know, kind of what, what do your friendships look like? And are these people still people that you want to, that, that are allowing you to grow, you know, that are allowing you to to be open um, if that is what you're trying to do with them. Um, like I agree and like parts of that, like I almost like, it's not that I disagree with it, but I, I think that I'm a big proponent of being open with anybody until I've been shown that I shouldn't, if that makes sense. That makes sense. It's like, like I'm comfortable being open with the person who I just started my new job with. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll talk to you about whatever we'll get there. Um, But until I'm shown like uh, it's, it's not like disrespect, but 
if you're met with the wrong energy, right? Mm-hmm. And and then you kind of realize like, okay, like this person maybe isn't somebody that I want to be open with. Like that's when I would maybe choose no longer to and make sure that I still have someone in my life that I can be, right? I think that's that's when it's worth reevaluating. If you feel like to your point, like the people that you grew up around, you're so comfortable with and you're just there out of comfort, you know, like they were just part of your life and now they still are. If that is allowing you to to feel fulfilled still and feel as though you do have this space where you are able to be your authentic self, then that's great. Keep that, you know, but if you were to take a moment and reflect on it and like, think about it for a couple, like a, like a couple of days, mm-hmm. um, and you come to the conclusion that it's not mm-hmm. great for you to be like, I guess with these people still, yeah. or like have those friendships be your only ones, then, then look for something else, you know, right. look for something else, but, but approach any new friendship like that um, with, I think that open mind and that uh, assumed positive intent that these people aren't going to screw you over. They're not going to uh, disrespect your openness. They're not going to discount it in any way. Um, until proven otherwise you know it's like innocent until proven guilty it's the same idea right i think that's a a good way to be about it with people right and you know i i think a perfect way to end it is uh you know the i I think the word assumption is is very it can go into a lot of different aspects of our life but i I bet with you and i had the same exact thought when i started this podcast there was an assumption of how it would go and i know as overthinkers it's easy to especially as creatives overthink so much where you don't act and you don't start something. And mm. I I saw a LinkedIn post uh, a few days ago and somebody was asking, what's the hardest part of starting a podcast? I responded with starting it and finding your yep. voice, who you okay. truly are behind a microphone. But like just starting it is the most is the most difficult thing. And I think so many times people, whether it's a podcast, whether it's an Instagram page, whether uh, whatever people have a desire to do i think really releasing that assumption being attached to nothing open to everything and Mm -hmm. really just going after what you want without any preconceived notion of the numbers of the metrics on who's going to like it on who's not going to like it but just going Mm -hmm. after something because you believe in it and this is your life and nobody else controls that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah the like when i think back to starting the podcast for for us too um it would have been super easy to get caught up in like oh but there's jay shetty's podcast there's dax shepherd's podcast there's i am athlete podcast look they're already talking about mental health stuff like they're sick we don't need to do another one of us and we're nowhere near their numbers we're gonna be starting from scratch no one knows who we are who cares man? like just do it um yeah that makes complete sense right like if you're thinking about wanting to start anything it's really easy to draw comparisons between you and this imaginary thing that doesn't exist mm-hmm. and those are those assumptions and that's that overthinking that comes in and it prevents you from from just doing something for the sake of doing it because you think it'll be good right just do it and also like the aesthetic thing because like that's something that i i hurdle with all the time how does my hair look? Like, what am I wearing? What's my background? You know, do I have the equipment yeah. to just do it? And mm-hmm. just doing it is, 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 I think, the most important step that anybody can do with anything and mm-hmm. not allowing what people have told you in your past or how people may have painted this picture of you doing something that you really want 
in your past, mm -hmm. if you believe in it, just do it. Um, and yeah. I, I think that is something that, you know, I try and practice, but, you know, I think anybody can, can do a lot better on, um, mm -hmm. but, you know, Ruben, I, I really appreciate you taking, taking the time today to you know, speak about this. And, um, you know, I want, I want to thank you for, you know, opening up not, not only, you know, about your experience in the podcast, but just you know, different life stuff as well. Cause I know for, for anybody, yeah, um, it takes a little bit of guts to w want to speak about it, you know, on a podcast or behind a microphone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I want to thank you for having me, man. It's it's funny to be on the other side of this, you know, to to be a guest on someone else's podcast. I think I've only done that once or twice. Um, yeah, this was great. This was great. I really appreciate you having me on here, man. Absolutely, man. I hope that you did enjoy my conversation with Ruben and got a little bit more insight on how you could do this in your own life. Now, if you're somebody who doesn't have a lot of people around you who you are able to have these open and honest conversations with, just try it. The worst thing that happens is they get uncomfortable and then you know that you can't have those types of conversations with those specific people. But you're going to find your group where you can have those conversations with and, you know, it it just takes, you know, you trying to meet new people or you trying new things with the people that you already have in your life. And it all comes down to the people that you surround yourself with. And I think that's super important in, in any successful life. Um, people have people around them that uplift them, that bring them up, you know, not trying to have people around you who, you know, sort of bash you or bring you down, you know, that's sort of the opposite effect of what you're striving for with, you know, loved ones or friends. Uh, and I, I feel like, especially with Ruben and I's conversation, it, it lends itself to so many things that are really important in life. You know, it's great to be able to have, you know, parents that you're able to speak about this stuff with, you know, obviously that's what a therapist is for, but sometimes there's things that you don't always feel comfortable speaking with your parents about, or you might not have the money for a therapist. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's always great to have friends who are looked at that you look at as your therapist, but it's also great to have people around you that you know care about you in a way to where you're able to bring up some of those deeper or vulnerable conversations. But I hope that you did enjoy this conversation. If you want to hear much more conversations like this, I post bi-weekly on this podcast. So make sure to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. And there's much more episodes uh, as well um, that I've recorded over the last few months or so that are similar to this exact subject. And there's also episodes as well that are centered a lot more around sports as well. But I have some great episodes in the vault. So like I said, make sure to subscribe. But as always, I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. I hope everybody has a great rest of their day. I'll see you and talk to you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.